and welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, we are doing episode 138. I had to look there for a moment. 138. We sure about that. Yes, we are. Okay. 138. Uh, we are doing a New Year's Eve episode. It's not New Year's Eve now. No, but it will be. When we're recording. No. But it's but it coming be, up here. Yeah, it will be soon enough. On Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yep, this upcoming Thursday. So uh, we were like, what? Uh, are there any sequels that that come out on New Year's Eve? I think last year we did um, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Yes, we did. Right? Yeah, we did. Which, hey, that was kind of New Year's Eve. Or was that New Year's Day? It was more New Year's Day. It was more like was, New Year's Day. Yeah. Because it was right after everything sure. happened. And we're like, we're not going to find any after. other New Year's Eve sequel. Boy, did George Lucas help us. <laughs> so, THX For... 139. <laughs> but we are doing a New Year's Eve special episode. It is the sequel to the 1973 movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was 73, right? 73, when yeah. American Graffiti came out. It's more American Graffiti, which came out in 1979. Let's get graffiti Let get. Let's get... <laughs> I still know what you did last graffiti. More graffiti. <laughs> Even more American that's, graffiti. That's what the third one should have been. They didn't well, make one, but I'm just saying. And we figured this out by accident, too. Yeah. Like, the, the whole uh, situation was we were watching... American graffiti. Uh, yeah. I think I was looking at, like, movies that happen at the end of summer. Right? Yes. And I was like, yeah, oh, let's did. watch this. This is on... It, this movie is on HBO Max, by the way, so you can yes. watch it. Yeah. Including the original, so... Uh, you can have yourself a double feature, but we were looking for end of the uh, summer movies. Yes, you know, and we and we, we found American yeah. Graffiti. Obviously, I had seen it. You had not seen American Graffiti, right? Or maybe you had. No, I I had seen, but it was you American were young. Graffiti. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, but I saw it like many years ago. Right. And so we both have not seen the sequel. This was our first time. Well. Watching it, right? Yeah, we were joking around about sequels to yeah. it, and then we looked and we we're like, "Oh my god, there really is a sequel!" Yeah, and then we read it and it said uh, New Year's Eve, and so we went, "Oh shit!" Yes, and so we were like, "It's on." Let's say so we're this. doing a deep dive of, of more American Graffiti by um, the uh, now this one was directed by Bill Norton. Yeah, so yeah, at the time because it. Took me a second. He was yeah. he went by BWL Norton back then. Yeah, but uh, he does a lot of TV mm-hmm. now. Like yeah. he's a TV director. He did Tour of Duty, which is a, a, like a Vietnam show that came out. Yeah, what the nineties, something yeah, like I that. Think so, which yeah. makes sense because there is a Vietnam aspect and the counterculture aspect in this movie of the late sixties. Uh, but we will get to that. We will get to. Our analyzation of this movie. Is it a good movie? It is not a good movie. We will find out. We will let you know. We will discuss it. But first, do we have a plot synopsis, Jeremy? Um, We kind of do. Kind of. This is kind of a it's hard a tough one to movie talk to about. summarize. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just give an overall summary, and then I figured we can maybe talk through the We different... can. I don't think we need to get really in-depth. But no, can, but yeah. I think we need to... We can summarize each section. I think sure. it'd be easier to do it that way. But yeah. So suffice it to say, this movie um, is 
four different movies in a way. Basically, yeah. Kind of. And it's you can once you know that this guy does a lot more with like TV. Yeah, it makes sense. it makes more sense because this is very like episodic. Yeah, in a way, and so um, at the end of American Graffiti, mm-hmm. they tell us four things. Right. They tell us John uh, was killed by a drunk driver in December of 1964. Mm-hmm. Terry was reported missing in action in December of 1965. Right. Terry the Toad, who Terry was the, toad. the nerdy guy. Yeah. Uh, John was a race car driver. Yeah, was the, the was roadster the, guy. Yeah, the roadster guy. Who rode around with Mackenzie Phillips. Yes, yep. in the first one. Uh and they say Steve is an insurance agent in Modesto, California. So yes. Ron Howard's character. Uh, and then Kurt is writing and living in Canada. So we assume that he left because of the draft. Yes. For me, he, yeah, conscientious, he went up to, conscientious objector. Right. And went to Canada. So he's writing there. And Kurt, of course, is uh, Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, who was the only person that did not. Everyone else under the sun showed up for this movie. They really including. Did. You know, uh, Ron Howard and Cindy Williams. Yes. Who were very popular at the time. Yeah. Who uh, show up. And Harrison Ford shows up in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, you know what? I'll come back for a cameo. Like like cameos, right? Yeah. And Including was... Mackenzie Phillips, who yes. also so, gained popularity at the time. So basically, at the, the time, they had said, um, yeah, so we, we have this information about who died, who's MIA, all this kind of stuff. And you're like, this doesn't need a sequel, right? Why would it right, need a sequel? Right, because they kind of summed it up. Yeah. Um, but they basically, this movie, it starts out in 1964 uh, with John going through the Roadster stuff. Uh, he's drag racing at this point. Um, and, you know, which he's got a real knack for, like they're talking about he's going to be racing against the big guys and uh, he has like a real shot at mm-hmm. this. But of course, you know that in December of 1964, he dies and this is right. New Year's Eve 1964. And so John he, always has like, he's a character that kind of has this self-doubt to him. Yeah. Like, especially in the first movie, mm-hmm. it kind of gets more fleshed out in this movie. Yes. Which I do enjoy, actually. Yeah. A little bit better in this, but go ahead. Uh, and then that goes on for a few minutes, and then it goes to uh, the next one, which is... It's 1965. 1965. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is with Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry, Terry the, the Toad. Toad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is in Vietnam. Sure. Uh, and we we see him... I think his story opens with him trying to... Uh, shoot himself in the arm. What's interesting about the the character of Terry is he's always because he's that geek, like meek character. Yes, that but always, always kind of like he's thrown in situations that are, are opposite of what he is. Right. Yes. And so it's honestly kind of refreshing that he's the character that go that we see in Vietnam. Yes. Like I'm like I'm like if we have one character that that is. I'm glad it's him, right? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. We've, we've established that. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so then it skips forward to... And he's trying to get out of Vietnam. Correct. Any way he can. Yes. Because he, he realizes that, you know, this war is stupid. And, yeah. Yeah. So then it flashes to 1966, mm-hmm. um, and it shows 
um, Debbie. Debbie. Who was, was that? That's the, the Toad. That was Toad's, Toad. yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, in in the, the original first picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is kind of this, like, hippie-ish, like, love child. Yeah. Kind of whatever, living Compared in San Francisco. Compared to, you know, more of the yeah. goody-goody good yeah. girl from the first movie. Yes. Into now that she's kind of like in the psychedelic drug scene. Yeah. You know, kind of a vagabond. Yes. Hippie in a way. Yes, like a drifter. Drifter, yeah. yeah. Um, just free love kind of mm-hmm. person. So Free love in the freeway, baby. And uh, so it's hers. That's her story. And then it skips forward to uh, 1967, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Uh, and it's Ron Howard. Um Steve, Steve and uh, yes. Lori. Lori. Uh, so they're married now. Mm-hmm. And they... And they're arguing because yeah. she wants a job. Yes. And it's just like three hours a day. Yeah. But of course he's saying, no, 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 that's not... The the man does this. Right. And, you know, whatever. And it's, it's interesting because he was talking about like getting out and mm-hmm. like changing things. And here he is. He's uh, he's an insurance salesman, a mustachioed insurance salesman. <laughs> uh, Ron Howard has a, a real fine mustache in this one. I think he still does, doesn't he? I don't in, know. In real Maybe. life, and yeah. If he's it's not it that mustache, he needs he needs to rethink what he's doing because <laughs> that mustache, perfect. Oh sure, I so, guess. And um, then she, but she gets mad and runs away. Yes, and then ends up. Talking to her, is her it's brother her, brother? It's her little brother. It's her little I brother. Um, I think he's a little brother. He's yeah. a he's a college student who's involved in the protests. Yes, against and his Vietnam. his name is Andy. Yeah, and they. So basically, the background on this was it was supposed to be, uh, Kurt. It was supposed to be. Richard. That Dreyfus. makes sense. The, and Richard Dreyfus be... was going to be the student. Sure. And he was going to be objecting to the war mm. before he left for Canada to go right. Mm. This was going to be his his story of him but they didn't being get, an objector, yeah. but he didn't come back for it. And because of that, they were like, well, shit, we already wrote all this. So they made a new brother, the, the younger brother of her, uh, named Andy. And this is Andy objecting to the war. Now... And he he couldn't look more like Richard Dreyfus if you friggin' tried. Like he like they gave him his same hairline, his glasses, his like he. Kind he didn't have of glasses like in the him. first movie. Well, I know, but that's what Richard Dreyfus. How I oh, just in general, yeah. yeah. Now, but I'm like Richard Dreyfus. Also, Wolfman Jack comes back, but mm-hmm. in voice only. Yeah, not giving advice because he gives advice to. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, we which don't is need fine. Um, no, I didn't know that about, uh, that Richard Dreyfus was, was supposed to be, but didn't show But it makes something. sense, though, right? That makes sense yeah. to me, but it's almost like this is almost better. It's almost, um, it's almost like that would kind of, like, take up that story too much. Like, take away from Cindy Williams and Ron Howard's story a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... A little bit more, but... Yeah, because we're just we, don't really, of, we don't really care about Andy as much. But I mean, right? Do, but that's but, like, what I mean. I care about the protesting. Yes, you but if you I mean? had if you had Richard Dreyfus, you know, the focus would have drifted down. Would have been more. on him, and you know, him trying to, you know, woo a 
you know, Suzanne yeah. Summers or something. And the only the only way that I oh could she's have, on campus. <laughs> the only way I could have uh, dealt with him being in it too was if he was more peripheral in Cindy Williams and Ron Howard's story, and then nine, the another year happened where it was more of his in Canada or something. Yeah, I would be okay with that, but then it's honestly now it's almost too much. Too of much movie. is too yeah. yeah. And this and, movie to me almost was too long, even yeah. though it wasn't. Um, because w- how we describe this movie is, is going to be like when you watch it, it's different styles yes. and it cuts back and forth. Cause I was like, is it just going to go through like year after year to where they're old in the eighties or something? So, like I didn't know, like, but you were, you told me, no, it's just yeah. the four stories on New Year's Eve yes, and they're all shot differently. Yeah. And so, so go ahead. So really this is, it's 110 minutes long. Um, you know, it feels per- longer. Right. Kind of. Yeah. But it's about a it's about a half hour per story. So really yeah. you just have four short stories. You have four T V episodes in yes, a way. Basically. Yeah. And um just cross cut between each other and edited in a way that yes. uh, makes each one of them different in style that represents kind of the story that they're trying to provide. And I can I can tell you Okay, so there's a lot of this is where people love or hate this. Agreed. And um, so this was George Lucas's idea mm-hmm. of cross cutting that. Bill Norton didn't want it, and really? George Lucas said, "Shut your mouth and do your job." And so he did, and he put it together. Uh, but Bill Norton was like. Audiences are not going to react well to this. Like, they are not going to... A 1979 audience? Not going to get this. Yes. An audience nowadays, I think, gets it. And depends. Like, some people still don't like oh, that. Oh, some people like, still about, don't like this. I agree. Cloud but... Atlas. Oh, some God. Some people I was hated so that. thinking Cloud Atlas, except yeah. that they're not playing different characters. Right. But I was thinking about that time switch where it jumps and it goes to different stories yeah. and different time periods. Well, George Lucas openly badmouths this movie. He fucking hates it. Which, um... Which he can cram it up his ass. He gave us Star Wars Clone War. Or the, that's the, the second one, I think, clones. worse than Phantom Menace. But Attack of the me. Clones, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I actually enjoyed this movie. I did, too. I don't know about you, but oh, I Oh, actually... no. I enjoyed it very much. I thought that was actually a good... I thought that was a good move by yeah. Lucas. Yeah. To actually do it that way. Well, and there's... Lots there's of people think that's... Oh, that's that's so art school, like, whatever. Yeah. You know, first year art school thing. But I think it lends itself yes. to the story. So, for instance, tell the listeners... What goes on with each one? How yeah. Each one of them are shot. Yeah. Like the the first one's shot. Uh, John's story is shot like a like an exploitation. Yeah, like it's like, like a, a drag racing. Yeah, it's like a um, the so John's story is filmed in like widescreen. Widescreen. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those like it looks kind of like a exploitation grindhouse kind of film in a way like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the way it's lit and the way yeah. it's shot and the colors and like the sound and everything it it has very distinct uh visual aspect to it um but but it's if it reminds screen. you of like that's the quentin tarantino yeah. like i can think that if quentin tarantino is watching yes. this movie when he's younger he's gravitating towards this part mm-hmm. of it and then oliver stone's gonna graduate 
toward or grad graduate, uh, go towards more the Vietnam aspect yeah, of it. Gravitate towards gravitate. Me. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, and so uh, on and so on. Do you yes. know what I mean? Uh, so there's that, uh, and then once it cuts over to um, Terry's story. Yeah. Then it's filmed in 16 millimeter. Right, shot more like the, yes. the newsreels. It's, it's grainy. It's grainy. And it, it looks like a Vietnam, like the embedded uh, journalist. Like it's hard to see film. everyone. Uh, like sometimes, yes. just because it's, it's grainy. Yeah, the colors are like are oddly saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it when it first happens, I went. Wait, what was the previous thing? Like, my brain right. wasn't ready Your for brain the adjustment. Wasn't ready to, and I, yeah. it was like, wait, was it always like that? And it took me a second to adjust. And I was like, okay, also I kind of get traffic it. traffic does that too. With, yeah. like, the way that the three stories are kind of shot differently. Yes. But in the color aspect of that. But not quite this bad. Like, And when I mean bad, it's not bad. It's just so to jarring. To degree, yeah. Yeah, it's so jarring because you're like, oh, this is a different story. Yeah. You know? And then the third is more shot, kind of um, so, hippie, drug, and psychedelic. I, I love um, this one, too. By the way, it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was. Can I tell you, loved the style, didn't enjoy the story. This was my okay. least favorite story. But I loved the style of the 70 drug, psychedelic, yeah, like Woodstock. Yes. Like different um, uh, shots yeah, or different so, screens. So I like that. Up, yeah, so it comes up like, and it does. For, the story anybody, who's, was a for anybody who's seen the, the Woodstock documentary, yeah. um, it is, um, it has some of those aspects. Like, it mm. comes up with a screen. It's wider than uh, than the 16 millimeter one was. Uh, but then it, like, uh, like another little side screen comes up. And so sometimes you see two things happening at once or, like, the screen splits and you see uh, Debbie and then her passenger, her boyfriend. Like, yeah, you see, like, the directions. front of someone and the back of someone, yeah. the same person. Or it, split screen. Yeah, it breaks up into yeah. four parts and it all looks at her and, like, three of them are sitting still and the other one is moving or they're In all way, doing separate things. This is things. probably the most um, Lucas-y of the movie, if yeah. you know what I mean, and like certain like, parts of it speed up, some like Star parts Wars, slow. Yeah, you get a little like, bit of Star Wars in there. They, this is the one where they're just like make it trippy, just fuck around with mm-hmm. the cuts and with the the experimental, yeah, do whatever it's experimental you film kind of look. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought from a visual standpoint, um, yes, the Terry's part is very visually interesting, but I thought that this was the most visually captivating one. Agreed. Story-wise, probably the weakest yeah. of the four. Not saying that yeah. that's a bad thing, right? But I'm thinking that this is the most visual. Yes, I was. Um, it was. I enjoyed it because of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I enjoyed it more because of the way that it was stylized. Yes. And then you have the Sydney Williams protesting, which is just kind of a protest. It's yeah. just kind of like a normal kind of. There's nothing really. Uh, experimental yeah, so then, this. So it's then more... Opie and Shirley have a part. Yeah. The end. <laughs> and then the end. Yeah. The, um, no, it's, uh, but there's it more itself, like... But like, and a lot of people don't like that aspect of the movie. Yeah. Um, mainly because the first movie, you have these characters where they're kind of, 
there there are different archetypes of characters in in, in American graffiti, but yes, they're all like together, right? They yeah. have a they have a, a common thread through them, yeah. right? Yeah. But in a way, they both they all have their own story yeah. too in American graffiti, but it's more set um, togetherness. There's yeah. a there's a through a thread of it. Yes, and this it's not. Right, but almost right. in a way that works for me, because it's almost like in the '60s, you have all this kind of commotion with the Vietnam War and everything, where kind of this puzzle piece that doesn't quite like line up correctly right. actually works for this movie for me, yeah. and actually also plays itself as a character in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree, and it's. Um, I think one reviewer called, like, uh, if the beat like if American Graffiti was the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. that more American Graffiti is the White Album, which it, makes it, total sense to total me. Total sense, as yes. A, as a you know, a movie or, a, yeah, and a, and a music, but, um, the needle drops in this movie I think are great, but yes. uh, but in certain times I'm like. There are some aspects of it, though, that I'm like, that's a little cliche. Yes. But that's also, some of the plot also gets a little cliche, too, as well. Because we've seen it over and over again. But again, I think American Graffiti's cliche. In a way that, like, it's become where that's the norm to do an up-and-coming, like, coming-of-age movie. Yes. Is to do it like that. Well, let's face it. I don't think, like, I don't think you like... I look at American Graffiti and go, I can name so many movies that have taken that same style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And are kind of like a ripoff of Amer- of well, American Graffiti. Yeah. I don't know any movie like this movie. Right. Do you know, I know what I mean? I, I completely yeah. agree. I mean, but, but look at it. Like, George Lucas, I mean, borrows from so many things yeah. anyway. Um, and so I think this one is really no different. Like if you support George Lucas and American Graffiti, then I think this is right along the same lines. They're just yeah. telling the story in a different structure. And if you think about American Graffiti, yeah, it is all happening on the same day. So I don't yeah. think we complain as much about that there's four different or four or five different stories. This one is the same different thing. There's just now an element of time mixed I in. I think that there's more to these characters and I actually enjoy it. Yes. You know what I mean? There's more at risk for these characters. I've actually enjoyed getting to know these characters a little bit more and more on par to becoming adults instead of teenagers compared to the first movie. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, actually was like excited to see where these characters were progressing. And honestly, I would have been excited to see even more. That's what's weird about this. I honestly didn't think I was going to like this movie. Yes. Agreed. And I did. And I don't know why I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's certain aspects of the movie that, that the story is not quite... How do I say? Um, the story is not the strong point of the movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um. There are a lot of cliches that do pop up, like I said before, but I think the stylistically wise part of the movie actually plays better and actually works nowadays as I compared agree. to 1979 when people would be like, I agree. what's going on? Yeah, and, you know, um, I like the way, I think something that 
they are doing that you see more now that I think was pretty inventive at the time that I imagine also like probably just went with the same shock that a lot of people were feeling was like some of the um <clears throat> in terms of a year and then like seeing how different a character was so like at the beginning of the 1964 segment with John uh uh everybody goes to see him like yeah. in his race and so you see uh Terry in his uniform before he gets shipped off. Right. And Debbie is still his girlfriend and she's got like right. blonde pigtails. She's still bleach blonde and like dressed in like And yes, and, in her like and Sydney Williams is pregnant. This is before everything kind of got real. Before right? life is continuing. Before yeah. life kind of yeah. like threw them a whole bunch. And life does that, of course. You yes. know what I mean? But life threw them a bunch of wrenches. Uh, and it kind of starts right there. Yes. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, yeah, that's a good a good point. And so and it's interesting because you see it there. And then when you go to, uh, you see Terry, and he doesn't really go into it as much. He does later. Like, it, later on in the show, he says something about, like, oh, uh, you know, man, this day. He goes, it was just last year we lost. Yeah. I lost my friend in yeah. a car accident. And you realize, like, he's talking about John. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, okay, so they're kind of... But he doesn't do that right away. They're not just, like, immediately spilling the well, beans. Well, it's also like, like we know, like, certain fates of some of these characters. Yes. So it's like, we're not really focused on, um, like, what's going to happen to the character. Yes. We're focused on how it's going to happen. Yeah. Or, like, when it's going to happen. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And how many, how many And I movies... thought that was kind of, like, fun to kind of wait for. Yeah. I don't know about because, you. Because, well, how many times have we seen a movie where they either, uh, they basically just say, here's what happens, yeah. and then when you get into the sequel, they just disregard all they that. They disregard it. As a matter of fact... It's not disregarded. Be- before we movie. started, you go, write these down. <laughs> write these down. Because we were just... I bet you they're going to disregard all of yeah. this. And they didn't. They didn't. They kept, you know, the But the I like that frame. they were like, it was just like, they showed these things at the end, and they were like... It's a real shame that we don't talk about that. It's like they have another story yeah. to give. In, in in the same vein, though, like I can see, like, it's such a, a mix because did we need to tell the story? No. No, we didn't. But but there's still stories there. So, right. Like, so I don't why mind, not? I don't mind that we're telling them, but I don't think they needed to be told. But Exactly right. This is a sequel that this is a movie that didn't need a sequel and did need a sequel at the same time. Yeah. And I'm so confused that I'm saying it, I know. but it's true. Like if you watch it and if you're a huge fan of American graffiti, I very much say watch this movie. Yeah. Because I think you'll understand what we mean when we say that this is this didn't need to happen and needed to happen at the same time. Yes. Because I think I think I it's amazing that someone took this teen like coming of age movie and then yeah. aged them. Yes. And then we got to see it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And did it in a way that um, is a little bit more inventive yeah. than what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't like, oh, here they are. Should I, and they're going to. Should I briefly talk about like what each story or what happens in each You one? can. And then we can, okay. you know, we can say which one was yeah. our favorite. But go ahead. Um, okay. So the first one is John. Yeah. So John is 
doing drag racing. He thinks he's invited yeah. onto and this. And RuPaul was there. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that eventually. <laughs> now that he was invited onto this, he thinks he's been signed for, you like, this, work. for this race team. Chantel. Uh, Shantae. Shantae. Sashay. He did. He sashayed. Uh, so After a drunk he, driver. He, he thinks that he has been, like, recruited for this. And... Uh, finds out, no, they just needed him to sign a release because he was in an advertisement. Yeah. And so he's upset about that. So now he's out to prove something. So he has he is trying to improve, like, this racing formula, like his, yeah. his fuel uh, ratio and everything so he can be the best. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to work his way up the ladder so that he can... Or to the finals so that he can go against the, you know, like, the, the professionals... And show him that he's got. What yeah, it takes. not necessarily like a like a life altering story, no. but it was fun to watch. Yeah, but it was something like, for him too. Like, yeah, he, but what I'm saying is, like, I loved that we yeah. got to see John progress before. Yeah, you know, everything kind of went to, you know, yeah. hell for him. But and uh, and I don't think he left on a bad note no. by any means of of his life. But I think that like what I saw. Was a character that grew. Yeah. And I think a character that I wanted to see grow in the first movie. Yes. I wanted to see more of that character. Yeah. And I did get to see it. In and this, and so. he, um, it's interesting because when you, yeah, he runs into, um, well, and he, at the very beginning, it starts out with he's talking to everybody, of course. Like the people who are going to set up for the other storylines, which is good. It was a good way to start it off. Yeah, to bring um, the exposition and he, to start it off. Yeah. yeah, he runs into. Um, I almost feel like she was supposed to be the same lady um, in the first movie. Um, Lynn Marie Stewart was in it, who played Bobby. She was like the. Um, she uh, most most notable. She's Charlie's mom on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." And Missy Vaughn. Yeah, and but the her Pee name's Herman not the stuff. same. And, I mean, she's not even in this movie. But I think that I think that it was probably supposed to be her. The Mary Kay plays character. Yes. No. Well, yeah, because she was dressed just like her and everything so? else. And the so sixties. Yeah, but I think that it was supposed to be her. Jimmy, instead, welcome to the sixties. Instead, they replaced. Hey, Jimmy, welcome Mary, to the sixties. Okay. They replaced with her people Mar- dressed like that. Okay, I'm done. Good. Okay, <laughs> they replaced her with Mary Kay Place. They 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 Mary Kay placed her. They Mary Kay replaced her, <laughs> uh, and uh, with a character named Tinsa, which you know whatever. Sure. Uh, but she has a foreign exchange student with her uh, named Ava. It's more screen time than Mary Kay Place. Yes, and leaves her, and now she doesn't speak English. Uh, so the whole thing is. Uh, basically John is trying to uh, like spend time with her and talk with her and uh, you know, kind of get to know her. And of course they don't speak or anything. So uh, she's hanging around while he's trying to get his car ready. At one point he runs into uh, Carol Mackenzie Phillips. So he runs into her and she's got a boyfriend. And it's funny because like, as I think in the first one, you know, as much as he's, like, chummy with her and she's like, will you remember me? Will you this and this? And he's just like, yeah, whatever, kid. I think that, like, to me, I was like, <gasps> like, there's this bit of, like, like, he's running to his ex. 
kind of, or like somebody he didn't have a chance. I didn't even feel that. No, I I thought I got, there was like, I got there that was an like interesting sister. Tension. Oh no, I don't think so. No, I did. I I don't think so. Really? Yeah, it's not how I read I it. I got the sexual tension, yes, but I also got like you know I'll still look after you. Yeah. You know. Uh, I I got it like I got it like a. What could this have been? But there's no hard feelings, kind of thing. Oh, okay. And so, like, you know, it was something where it's like, it was never going to happen. He was it was important and, that she showed up in that. It was because of just the relationship they, yeah. they had in the first movie. And I'm, so I'm, I'm glad, glad that they happened. she got to see him. So, yeah. um, so you get to see that. Yeah. Uh, he Terry, ends up. Go ahead. Or we're going through the whole thing. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So they end up. Uh, he ends up racing, and. Um, at one point, his uh, at one point his the parachute didn't go, so his his car car crashed. gets wrecked up, yeah. and so uh, there's this great thing with like the whole like racing thing. Everybody who he's had animosity with and everything, they're like, yeah. "No, you did it. Let's work on this." And oh, so they should we tell everyone uh, what we read like uh, about the people in the stands? They needed a whole oh, bunch of people in the stands, yeah. so they convinced people that they, they wanted like four thousand people. Yeah. And so to get I don't that, think there was four thousand. No, I don't think they got that many. But that's how many they called for originally. Yeah. But to get as many people as they could out there, George Lucas gave away free Star Wars and New Hope toys. <laughs> 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 hey, it was a big, it was hot items. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so he got everybody out there for that. Um, yeah. But so he ends up racing, and he ends up beating. Uh, like he almost doesn't make it to the yeah. starting line. He ends up beating... Here's your Obi-Wan Kenobi now. Shut up and be an extra. <laughs> be an extra. <laughs> you get Jed Porkins. Um, <laughs> no, shut up and eat this corn dog. Uh, so he gets to... Uh, he he beats the... Uh, you know, the, the professional racer. And then he... Uh, you know, everybody cheers. And he, he ends up talking to... Uh, talking to Ava through, they're like, oh yeah, we have a Swedish guy who works here, a Norwegian guy who works here. So they talk to him. Turns out she's from Iceland, not Sweden or wherever he thought. He thought she lived at Sweden at the North Pole. Um, uh, with like it was weird, but he, uh, she's from well, Iceland. John's and, not the brightest bulb. Yeah. So she's from Iceland, and he asks her to. He says he loves her and wants to marry her. Ask if she can go out that night. And Mary Kate Place says, no, we have a thing we got to go to. And he says, how about tomorrow night? She says, yep, okay. And so they agree. So they're going to go out the next day. Yeah. So he's excited. And then later on, you just see him. He he drives off in the same roadster from the first movie. Yes, uh, that's so true. He, he drives off. And you see him kind of driving over the hills. Uh, and then you see they don't explicitly show anything but you see another car that's also coming over the hills like towards him in the yeah, distance so we just assume and then at one point you don't see either car go past one another like it's yep. just they go down into like the trough and then that and it. you've been deuced that's the end of the movie but <laughs> it's not the end of our discussion no it's not because we move on to terry the toad yes. who's in vietnam yes by the way this is my favorite part of the movie i do is like it? terry the toad i like terry yeah i think terry's fun this I one think... grew go on ahead. me what's this it grew on yeah me. it grows on you doesn't it like at yeah. first you're like yeah whatever we get it yeah you know you're trying to get out of vietnam but it really does grow on you a little yes. bit 
Um, he plays it for. This is the slack slapstick part of the movie, though. Yeah, in a way, kind of the mash, kind of um, yes. in a way, esque. It's um, the Altman kind of thing. Yeah, it's more mash um, to me, where it's got the the funny and yeah. the serious. Yes. Um, but I really, this was my favorite because yeah. I do like Terry's character. And I think that, again, we dropped the character that is least likely or least like Vietnam yes. in Vietnam. Yes. And that's how you do it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the character you should follow. Yes. Not the character that that's like the hero of Vietnam. Right. You know? Yeah. But And, you know. and so Terry's story is... Yeah, it opens with him trying to shoot himself in the arm and trying to... He has a his rifle wedged in a tree and a string tied to it and trying to figure out how to pull the string and fire it with uh, without killing himself because he keeps noticing he's, like, in the path of fire and he doesn't want to get too hurt. Um, and so the string breaks, but when he goes to pull his gun out of the tree, it fires, and, of course, everybody goes to, like, full-on battle mode and starts firing in the... Uh, the forest in the jungle where yeah. he is. Um, and I get some of the bullet stuff, uh, but then they're, like, firing mortars into it and, like, napalming it and doing all this stuff. And he's just kind of like, whoa! Like, trying to <laughs> not get blown up. It was it was pretty slapsticky. Um, but he makes it out and he runs into his, uh, his commanding officer. Uh, I think it's, like, Creech. Major yes. Creech. And there's like a senator there yes, too. Played by, I just had it. Richard Bradford. Richard Bradford. Yep. Um, and so he comes out of the woods, and of course, like his clothes are all tattered. And uh, Major Creech, you know, covers up and says, "Oh yeah, he. There were dozens of soldiers, and we got him." And so uh, instead of saying, "Oh hey, it was just an accident," that which is what Toad told him. Uh, and so he uh, he ends up he like basically continues trying to find ways to yeah. get out. Yes, he gets a latrine duty. Yeah. Um, you know, you know because so the he's also part of a I think it's important to note he's like part of a helicopter team. So yes. like he uh, he's like the co pilot or whatever. Um, and they have like a new command, a uh, new like uh, chopper pilot that they work with, who's like real gung ho and trying to be impressive to whoever. Um, the other guy who is like their gunner, who's with them, uh, is Joe Young. Yeah, little Joe. Well, from the first movie. Yeah, he was one of the pharaohs. One of the, in the pharaohs. First one. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's one of the gang members. They mm-hmm. bump into each other and realize, oh, we're from the same place. Yeah. And so now they're chummy when they wouldn't have given the time of day before. Yes. Um, and so he, uh, you know, so they're tr- they're basically kind of like lipping off to this guy who's the overly ambitious dude. Um, who's their, you know, whoever's in charge, the guy who's in charge of them. They go out and run some missions and they... End up, like, he's like, no, you can't get too close to the green. Don't fly in this zone. You're going to get shot. Like, fly up here. Do this and this. He's trying to give him suggestions. And this guy, you know, Terry's giving him pointers. And the guy realizes he's kind of out of his depth at the beginning. And so it was, they end up getting, they pick up, like, a, a some wounded. And the guy is screaming. And the, the chopper pilot is kind of so shocked. And Terry's like, <laughs> 
you never get used to it. Yeah. So like, get used to never getting so get, used to get it. Get used like, to never getting used to it. Yeah, and so there are some really good scenes as far as Vietnam is concerned. Yeah. Uh, being filmed, you yes. know, in a way, like yeah. cinematically. In a way, because a lot of like you get like words like Oliver Stone, and now it becomes, yeah. uh, you know, with um, Platoon and Apocalypse mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. where it almost becomes this um, glorified version of like a Vietnam movie. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like maybe the real aspects of it, yeah, or the dirty aspects of it. Yeah, that's what we're getting here. That's what I enjoy actually. Yeah, yeah. And so, so Creech finds out that. Terry's trying to get injured out. Yeah. Because he tries to go up, they're playing football, and he tries to go up against some big guy mm. thinking he'll get his ass kicked yeah. and be able to go home. For, and the guy breaks his knee. Yeah. And Terry's like, damn it. <laughs> so, but Creech figures it out, and so he puts him on latrine duty. Yeah. He, uh, they end up getting sent out. And while they're on a run, uh, Joe gets shot. And so yes. he's dead. And, uh, and then the, their, the, their chopper gets hit, and they yeah, go down. Go down. So Terry basically ends up saving the pilot, like his CO, uh, ends up saving him, and uh, he and gets none of the credit. Yes, the Creech takes it all, and uh, he, uh, well, they yeah, he he saves him. Terry's got Grace under fire, like he's. He knows what to do. Brett Butler's there. Yes, Brett Butler. <laughs> uh, but no, he he keeps well, it together. There's Grace under fire here. He, you know, and of course, uh, Creech is drunk with this senator. And so like, is so is Brett Butler. Correct. <laughs> you mean that's just kind of a natural state of things? But uh, she looked great in the leftovers. <laughs> um, <laughs> he. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. So like he um he's given a cake. Yeah. Oh, and the when they when they go down, so Creech is in another helicopter, uh, trying to. You know he's supposed to come down there and rescue them, and they're like, "You need to come down here. Just land and do this. We'll like wave him off," and he won't. He won't land it because he's like too afraid to. And that's when the other guys started to get it. The other, like, uh-huh. the other pilot started to get it. And so when they come back, they come up with a plan. And they make it sound like they're going to kill the, the commanding, the commanding officer. officer. Yeah. With so, his cake. I thought yeah. it was going to be like a wily e. Coyote. Yes. And like so thing. he goes to cut this cake. And he's like, it's real special. Yeah. And brings it in. And he's like, no, you get out of here. And sends him away. Sends him in the latrine, and you see him, like, wiring something up. You think he's going to blow up the cake. He pushes the plunger, and the latrine blows up. So they think he died. Yeah, and they're like, they must have booby-trapped it. And, uh, of course, the commander is like, well, won't be enough of him to put together. Yeah. Well, they give him some clothes and some, like, a change of whatever and some money and some extra boots. And he basically just walks away. Mm -hmm. So he's going to walk home. and, And they're like, you... But, you know, you'll be a fugitive. Like, you deserted. Well, I'll just walk around Europe. He's like, I'll just go to Europe then. And yeah. that's where I'll, I'll be. Sure. So that's what he's going to do. So he, he he is MIA. They think he's dead, but he's really not. He's, yeah. So well, that's maybe his story. He is, yeah. but the, You've uh, been deuced on that one. Yeah. Double deuced. Double deuced. Now triple deuced. Uh, we got Debbie's. Debbie's just a hippie. She's 
Her yeah. boyfriend gets in jail. She has to bail her boyfriend out. Yeah. Uh, so she asks money. Yeah, Carol is there. Carol uh, is there. Again, again. The pain is there. And she, but she goes by Rainbow now. Yes. Um, and her hair looks different and everything else. So she's She there. looks different. Oh, at the beginning... She looks like Mackenzie Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, they get pulled over... Uh, by the cops. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, they get pulled over by the cops, and uh, they make a big deal about it. They're just like, I want your name. I want your, you know, this, that, and the other. And he's like, my name is Officer Falfa. Yes. And then... So Wait, sudden, I go, I go, wait a minute, was it Harrison Ford? And it's Harrison Ford. And yeah. he, it's Bob Falfa from yeah. the first one, playing the same person. Yeah. So... Uh, so he gets a cameo in that again, uncredited cameo. Not wearing a cowboy hat in this one. No, he's just a, a police hat. Decked out in his. If anyone's going to be, be a police guy, I guess it's this guy. Yeah. So she has a boyfriend who's like an aspiring musician. She's a stripper now. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what does. Yeah. Well, you know, like it, free love and, you know. Free love and the freeway, baby. Yeah. So she. Uh, so she's a stripper. She. Um, she needs money she, to she get him out. She needs money of. to bail him out because they had a ton of weed. He ate it all, or both of them ate it. Yeah. Uh, but he had one joint behind his ears, so they put him in jail. Yeah. Well, so she needed to bail Peg. him out and didn't have the money. She gets him out, um, but then he's a musician, so she's trying to get him in the band, in a band. So they like sneak into the the place, mm-hmm. meet up with the band. Um, and uh, Scott Glenn is there, is like their, uh, one of their Yeah, musicians. this is more like uh, like kind of a band, like the Birds, yeah. in a way. Like a, like a mm, country rock. Yes. Kind of southern country rock band, yes. in a way. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, meets up that with That happened them. around that time with like the 60s. You would yeah. have bands like that. So yeah. And... Like, She's like, I know, I know a, um, a guitarist. Yeah. She's trying to get her boyfriend a and job. So, with like, the you band. meet this cast of characters where there's a guy who yeah. just talks nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy who, like, they keep saying, "Hey, don't do this. And don't hit do that they, don't that be, trash can." He keeps yeah, hitting. Don't drive can. through that park, and then he'll drive through the yeah. park. Uh, and of course, Scott it's funny. Glenn's character. I mean, it's funny. Newt, yeah. Um, who's kind of the wise, like the more sage of the bunch, like mm-hmm. the most down earth of them. They go to a yeah. gig. Yeah. At a country music bar, mm-hmm. um, where as one does. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing, they, they're like, join us, play the tambourine in our band. And so they go to play, uh, while they're doing all that, they realize, uh, she sees her boyfriend in the mm-hmm. crowd with some other girl that he's making out with. Maybe that's his sister. Yeah. And then they start making out. They're yeah. like, oh, never mind. Oh, nope, it's not a sister. Yeah. And, like, the whole time she had been she had been talking to him about, like, we should get married. Like, somebody, so-and-so, you know, like, we can we can get married. Yeah. And he keeps kind of being like, no, well, uh, you know, dragging his feet about it. Uh, but she's having fun. But she sees that. And, of course, attacks the girl and, like, leads to this whole huge bar fight. And so then she doesn't know what she's going to do. So she ends up going with the band. They they invite her along, so she becomes part of their perfect. Group. So that's kind of her story. Yeah, and that kind part of... it's that part's short, but it's got a lot of like. To me, it's got a lot more like humorous like. Reactions is this your favorite part of the movie? I mean, it's okay. Like, what story is your favorite? Is it that one? 
I honestly think this one might be. Okay. That's Just fine. because I think there's a lot more like it's eh, it's one it kind of ties for me with with Terry's. Right, it's hard for me yeah. with Terry, but Terry Terry and hers and I like hers because it's um because it's different, but there's a lot of visual. There's a lot of like visual lot to of... it, so it's like it's gonna it's gonna arrest your eye a little bit. Yeah, with that. and and it's the most like happy go lucky of the bunch. I thought. Yeah, I mean it's drug fueled, so why wouldn't yeah. it be happy? But it, but it's also, yeah, like I just I just thought it was much more interesting and visually appealing, and it had a lot more like crossover with the other parts than. You know, like with the old, with the original, and like with other characters, and we brought new characters into. So if yes. we're gonna like build the mythology up, yeah, this is the story that does it. I Correct. Agree. Yeah, this one right. is most. This one is the most uh, forward, future forward, future one. forward. Yeah, the other ones are more rooted in what Nostalgia, we saw in the first yeah. movie. So then we get to Cindy Williams' um, yeah. story, the protest. So you've been quad. Quadruced. All right, you've been quadrupled. Quadruced. No, and it's not that this is a bad story. It's just that we've seen it before, and there's nothing yes. visually interesting about it compared to the other three stories. Yep. So she's protesting with her brother uh, against the Vietnam War. They are on campus. She, they're lighting their draft cards on fire. Yeah. Um, then... Uh, What's his face? Opie. Opie. Come, I can't think of his character. Ron Howard. Ron Howard comes in, tries to get his wife to say, "Hey, you can come back and, and have yeah. a job, but only like once a week." And she's yeah. like, "No bullshit! I want more." Yeah. Throws her ring, and then a whole shitload of protesters are getting um, chased by the cops. They get end up picked up by the cops. Um, hilarity happens because they. They steal the van. They beat yeah. up the cops and steal the yeah. van. There is an interesting scene with Cindy Williams. I do want to talk about when she's in the um, the bus with the girls. Yes, and they're singing. I can't remember what song they're singing. Some one of the '60s girl groups. Yeah, God, what song are they singing? God, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, um, the uh, the main girl cop is like, "Shut up! Don't be singing that song." Yeah, and then she smacks. Um, one of the girls, and then Sydney Williams is like, "Oh no!" Because she—they're not—they're yuppies. This yeah. is the yuppies, like meets the protester story, right? My oh, guy. counterculture. What's that? This is my guy. Yeah, my guy. Yeah. So a whole bunch of nuns were on a bus singing "My Guy." Anyway, um, so this is the counterculture, kind of their yuppies, and um, they get thrust in inside the protest kind of movement. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then that's their story, and then they steal. I mean, there's not really much of yeah, the story. So, so this one... It's, it's a fine it's, story, but it's, well, it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite also. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one I couldn't really stand. And actually, it's It's, it's not that I couldn't because... stand it. I just didn't... I, I was like, every time we were with it, yeah. I was like, can we go back to the other stories? Well, I'll tell you why I didn't like it, and it's because Ron Howard was atrocious, especially in the first half of it. First two-thirds of it. You mean like acting or just the character? No, was? his acting is fine. But all he's, he, no, you need to do this. You're yeah. a woman. You get back here. And like, bitches, he can't take care of his kids. He's, I mean, he's screaming the whole time. Yeah. Um, he, uh, but then when she's like, I want a job, I'm going to go to my brother's and just cool off. 
I felt like they were trying to say that both of them were in the wrong. And I'm like, she's not in the wrong for wanting a career. What the hell? Like, it just felt like they were both supposed to be the bad people in that. Um, And like. Although when she quickly was like, we're going to get a divorce. I'm like, calm down a little bit. But people say shit. But that's what I mean. Like, they both, they both were, I think, supposed to portraying them as like petulant children. They're also like the least likable characters of the film. Although, I gotta be honest, but I thought that in the first movie, too. Yeah, I did, too. They were, part of, they were like, my you. least favorite part of the first movie. They were mine, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Except, they gave Cindy Williams something interesting in that scene when she does start singing. That I thought this was the was, best I've that ever, was the only I actually part, ever saw Cindy Williams that was, was, in, the, was this scene. Well, that was the part that... Uh, that changed things like that's for the me. only part yeah. that redeemed for me but in my eyes it was a little too little too, too late. late yeah um but when she starts yeah. when they hit the black girl and she starts yeah it's like fuck no and starts like singing to yeah it's that bad news bear moment yeah. where you're like and, fuck but then God, when, why do we hit that girl when ron howard is like no leave her alone yeah leave all of them alone yeah and then he hits the cop yeah and then i was like oh my god okay now they're doing something yeah. okay um i mean later they're much they're back to boring yeah they're boring <laughs> but um but they but the stakes were higher though because they have kids now so yes. it's like we want them to make up because they have a family but we also don't want them to be miserable so Correct. there's kind of like that weird and also like their story really doesn't get any resolution no you know what I mean? Not really. Not really. So, um, okay. and so that's the basically the four parts. Yeah, there you go. And so they yeah. give you new t- new cards at the end. Mm-hmm. They basically say as John is driving over the hills at the because he has a very final yeah. piece. They say John died in a car accident, and it would have been that day. And I think you were just watching him drive. To and it. I think that that. Popped on the screen, I, I go, we know that! Yeah, and Terry's Same MIA. Same thing from the first movie. Terry's MIA. We know that from the first well, movie. And in the first movie, too, I read somewhere, and I go, I guess I never thought about that. They don't say what say happens to any dead. of the female yeah. ca- No, they oh. don't know what ha- say, they don't say what happens to any of the female characters. No, they don't. They do just they? say these four it's males just the guys. have a... Yeah. And I'm like, bullshit. Characters. So they... That's, uh, that's Lucas. So this one, this one comes up, and it says... Steve is an insurance think salesman. Think about Lucas. I mean, come yeah. on. Steve is an insurance salesman. Well, there's only one woman in Star Like, two women in the whole universe. Yeah, right. And they hate each other. <laughs> they, uh, it was... Uh, they were like, Steve is an insurance salesman. And she's like an... I don't remember what they said she did. I didn't write it down fast enough. Like an office manager. She's in like, she's an office. And she's something. like administration or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like it's she, good. she has a career. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And then they said, Debbie is a country music singer. Yeah. Because she joined up with the band. And I was like, okay, I'll accept okay. that. I'll accept that. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Boom. And then yeah. you've been deuced on all that. We should do that for five questions. Yes, I think we should. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your, what do you think is the best part of this movie? Um, I'm going to tell you the stylistic wise of the different aspects of them, the stories. Yeah. Is probably the best part of the movie yes. that engrosses you and keeps you um, coming back to the story. Like when they cross cut and they come back, 
Yeah. Because they do it, like, they don't do it like, hey, this has more story, so we're going to do that story for a little bit. And then go to Terry, but then we're going to go back to them. It, it's chronological. It's yes. 62, 63, 64, 65. Or, or not 62. 64, 65, 66, 67. Yes. And then it goes 64, 65, 66. It goes back, right? Yeah. And it goes through that. I like that consistency. Yes. Um, having said that, because of that, the gimmick kind of runs a little thin towards the end. Yeah. Like, we get it. Um, and then that's why it causes the movie to be a little bit longer. Yeah, this feels like an over two hour movie, but it's not. Yeah. Because of that. It's just a little Having longer. said that, I was blown away by that this is the, the sequel to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like experimental sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it took balls to do that, but that's just me. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Um, I think and see this was tough for me because I I, I think that Owen oh, Terry's story is my yeah. favorite part. I think that uh, I'm a big fan of non-linear storytelling. Yeah, you are more like Southland Tales and stuff yes. like that. Things like that, where it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, like it's like, wait, what? Like when you're trying to figure it out, like sometimes I don't need that. It just needs to have a moment where things come together. I think that the a lot of that, like where things came together, was pretty much in the beginning like right out the gate yeah but if there was a theme that brings it together it's sticking it to the man yes um but that's about it yes but again i don't think it Uh, needs to i think it needs to have that because the 60s were kind of disjointed anyway yeah you know with the counterculture that the 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 more sorry i'm interrupting you your answer go ahead no i um and you're right with with everything you're saying there like i i completely agree um you know, I think that it's it's a toss up for me between the nonlinear storytelling mm. oh, and okay. uh, the visual like variance between the things, or like how stylistically they were different. Each story was, but I don't think you can't you can't have one without the other. So I think that right, that's a good but, answer anyway. But Do so you know? my my thing is this: uh, I think the the nonlinear part had some flaws. Oh, it did. Very um, much so. And I think it's different than um, what you were saying about, like, the repetitive, like, it went one, 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 one. Like, they all stayed in order. Mm-hmm. A little annoying to me. My problem with it was they did that too often. Like, it was so, like, I was just like, oh, my God. I think you're it went telling too me, quick. You're telling me a 30-minute story in, like, two-minute increments. Oh, my yes. God. Like it was, it was like, come on, tell me. That like, was a little annoying to me. Like they don't do that in, yeah. Um, what was that movie you just made reference to? Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. They do that. They don't. It's not like you have two minutes here, you know, in two minutes. Yeah, sometimes this was longer, too short. Sometimes. sometimes, yeah. Like you know what I mean? And then we and go. They were pretty, oh, then we go. They were here. pretty uniform. Like there wasn't like, hey, we're gonna do ten minutes of this first guy's story here, and then like two minutes of the next, and then five minutes of the next. Yeah, it was pretty uniform. Yeah, and, that was annoying so, to me. I was just like, because like, it was a predictability, and if yeah. it would have kept me guessing, I would have been even more. Yeah, uh, I think it would have appealed to me more. Agreed. But at the same time, like the other thing that I like is the the visual aspects of it, and I think like the first three stories do an amazing job with that. But you know, just like Cindy Williams and, <laughs> and Ron Howard, 
the fourth part is just unappealing. It's just kind of bland. Visually, like, there's nothing to me that sets it apart. It wasn't like, I get, like, it's supposed to just be, like, a Hollywood take on something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Hollywood's version of, you know, whatever. But to me, it just is nothing. It's just, like, boring. Like, there was nothing. You should have set it apart something else. Like, figure it out. Do whatever. But, like, there wasn't enough difference between... Like the first segment, or, the yeah. first segment was similar, but it was more interesting because it was more letterboxed than the other one was. Yes, why make it more maybe documentary style yeah. of like, you know what I mean? Yes, or so, something. So this has all just been a long way for me to 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 come to what my my real thing is because it's such a toss up between those two, which made me think about it, and I think really my the part that I like best about it. Is that they were willing to experiment with this. Yes, me too. And they were willing to yeah. try these things. Yes. That that were not really done. Do they succeed all the time? No, no. they do not. But God love them for but, trying But, it. like, if you're going to swing big, if you're going to swing, swing, swing big. big. yeah. Like, I'm all for a movie that that, that goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to be ambitious. Yeah. And if I, even if I don't knock it out of the park, at least I tried to be ambitious, yes. right? That's what this movie does. It doesn't knock it out of the park by any means. No. But um, <clears throat> it does leave stuff. Um, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it also, yeah. it like, just watching them trying it mm-hmm. inspires me to want to do, mm-hmm. ooh, like, how can I think about differently about how I'm doing certain things? Like, they, Agreed. they, them trying this, to me, was like, this is cool. I'm jazzed up about it. Like, yeah. that's. What I think the best part is. Sorry for the super, super long answer. Yeah, it was. I know. I apologize. It, it would it be better if I did it in non chronological order? I think. I think this whole. Can we do this? And can we? Can you edit this in non chronological? Yes, I can. Oh, no, don't do that to our audience. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, do you think this movie stands on its own? Nope. I agree. Just it. It does not stand on its own. Nor should it. No, it really doesn't. Because then you then you have. Nor to... should. A movie called More American Graffiti yeah. should not stand on its own. Well, and also it's, it's then, more. You're gonna get more. Yeah. Then you have to go through and uh, try to. Uh, then you have to go through and try to decipher like if if you if it doesn't stand on its or if it did stand on its own, then you have to go put all this other information into there and whatever to get it to stand on its yeah. own. And it's already experimental, and each story is already short. And so you're either eating into somebody's story right. or you're taking time in general. Well, to... also the fact that like it is a movie based on years. So the fact that you have to, like you said, crunch so much into mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happens a lot with uh, John's story yes. mostly because it's yeah. after this because it bookends everything. Yeah, that um, it kind of loses John's story a little bit yeah. with that, but it's also important to have that. So yeah, I agree. Yep. Good. Okay. That was short. Uh, that was shorter. There you go. You can say it much can more we keep going than mine. About yes. it? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little shorter. Does this make you want to watch the first one? Um, here's the thing with it. Um, I was thinking about this a lot. This movie does make me want to watch the first one, but not only does it make me want to watch the first one, it makes me want to watch this over again mm-hmm. and also wish that they would have done something in the 80s or something in the 90s like yep. i wanted a third one yeah i actually wanted a third one you know and we could have gotten terry back 
to wherever and figure it out what happened, you know, and then they go to um, Debbie's country and Western show or yeah. whatever. And it could have been all in one year and then bookmarked through more and more American graffiti yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, and we could see where they were and maybe, you know, Cindy Williams and, you know, Ron Howard are divorced now. I don't know, but I, you know, Kramer yeah. and Kramer versus Kramer style. I don't know, but, but I kind of really wanted more of, yeah. you know, and kind of upset that John's not alive yeah. to uh, even get more. But I think through what we were talking about through Debbie's story, we've built more mythology that we can actually even grow Agreed. even further. Well, and, and you we know. We just have a Debbie movie. I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, you also have then, uh, you have uh, Steve and, oh God. What's her name's kids? Uh, Stephen Laurie's kids. Yes, the, correct. The twins. Like, what happens with them? Like, yeah. Now they're in the story. Like, you know, show them. Can how I also they tell you that, like, parents. I actually because this is set. We we've obviously said this is four years. This movie is four years. You know, a four year time frame. That is equivalent to me of a presidential term, like a first term of yeah. a president. That I could actually see. Um, People being inspired by this movie to actually make a, a Trump-like movie that begins with Trump going down the escalator and ends with like a pandemic and yeah. a virus in a way. Um, so that's just kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I could, I could see that. Yeah, you know, be inspired by that, but you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but you sorry, know, that you was also, a long answer. You also get some. I think you can find some of that kind of stuff though like almost like spiritual succession with it with us uh, i think like so richard too. linklater Prince, stuff. yes he he plays around like your was it like the sunset trilogy yeah but like how they wanted to do uh 30 something how they wanted to reboot 30 something yeah and yes. have their kids now yeah and that the, their grandkids you know their grandparents yes. So now they have grandkids and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like do that with Cindy Williams and whatever character. And yeah. Have them have kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. You It'd know. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, along those lines then. So you would like to, because would you rather reboot, continue, or cancel? Like I told, like I pretty much answered that question. Yeah, right. Yeah. All of the above. Um, I want to hear I'm more. I was more excited to learn more about these characters yeah. than I was Star Wars characters. Does yeah. that make sense? I yeah. know that's probably going to be controversial to people because we beloved Star Wars, but these are more rooted in reality and not a space opera. So yeah. I was actually more excited to learn more about these characters. Yeah, I, and so I could go forward. That's I'm the same me. way. Like I wouldn't. Look, I'm I'm fine with them leaving it where it is. Yeah. But it wouldn't break my heart if they continued it. I I would not like for them to reboot it. That's my only so like continue or cancel. No, they don't need to reboot it. Just continue continue story. Yeah. Any way you can. Yeah. Set it in the eighties, set it in the nineties. But don't modernize it. Right. Because that's the whole aspect of the these movies are set like ten years. From what they really are, or fifteen, you know what I mean? Yeah, something on those lines. Agreed. Um, and then uh, some of your experience in two words. Um, surprisingly entertained. I was surprisingly entertained by this movie. Um, but this is a funny movie, by the way. There's 
parts where I was I was laughing more than oh, yeah. um, most comedies that I've seen nowadays who that pretend to, to be comedies. Um, this is actually pretty funny. And um, some people don't like that it takes a lighthearted look at some serious subjects. Um, but I don't think that they necessarily does that. I think that it's just as telling something that's more dramedy, yeah. but has some comedy elements to it. Yeah. That's just me. Well, but to me, it's also, that's kind of the point that goes along it's with a the slice point of, of life. Their, their experimentation. Yeah. Right. Or their, their, the way they're experimenting with this. It it's is like slice of life. When you, when you are mixing, like you said, a dramedy, when you're mixing both a serious and humorous aspect of like the Vietnam war. Yeah. Like to me, I'm like neat. Okay. Yeah. Or when you are... You get too serious with the Vietnam War sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's supposed to be, but yeah. there are funny aspects to yeah. it. Um, or when you were like... Um, you know, like when you're like... The, the drag racing thing has some seriousness instead of just being all like, we're having fun or whatever. Yeah. And it's got like almost like a sweet romantic Romance. to it. Yeah, it's a romantic comedy. Um, yeah, like it's... To me, like, they also, with their stories, like, they took a chance with those, just like they did visually and just like they did chronologically. They they also took a chance doing the story um, in kind of this mixed genre way, and I really enjoyed that. The, the, um, the first movie is a slice of life, and this is a whole pie that's been yeah. cut four times. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is this is the pie cake of yeah. uh of movies. <laughs> yes. The turducken of yeah. of of American graffiti. Um I think my two words pleasantly surprised. Okay. And we are Oh no, you want to explain that? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just you know, so many times you're like Oh, there's a I thought I was going to this. hate this movie. Yeah, I was just like, this is going to be trash. And we, yeah. we watched, like, the, the while ago, we watched, like, the trailer, the trailer of it. Yeah. And we were like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be crap. Yeah, because it was like, well, who needs to hear these stories? And it's just going to be whatever. But when it started playing it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's different. Uh-huh. You know, I get what's going on. I was in, like... And, and yeah, you're either in or out. And I movie. read these reviews, and I honestly think this movie could find more of a second life now. I think it's unfair. I think these movie the reviews are really. I th- think you're right because because here's the thing. So I started reading through reviews, and I noticed like it was very people really loved it or they really hated this. I don't really love this movie, but I think it's important. You know, like I mean, felt positively about it. Okay, or, gotcha. or hated yeah. it. And um, when I looked at it, I also noticed, like, a lot of the ones where they were just like, this is terrible, was from, like, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. early mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. More recent reviews, people are like, hey, this is very interesting. And I think that maybe it's because some of our storytelling has evolved over the years. I think so, too. And, and, now and our is... TV has gotten more episodic, in a yes. way. Yes, and more continuous. And, like, more. and now we have yeah. things like American Horse, more... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, anthology. Anthology. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, more anthology type series. That's why I'm here. Not where, for my pretty looks. <laughs> where, where things connect and things continue and things are, you know, it's, it's American horror story, but it's told in, you know, over however many different stories with some 
loose connections. Yeah, I also them. think we've gotten more sophisticated in the way that we view things, and I think that this is um, this was before its time, and so yeah. I think people agreed. Are, I say watch this. I I would say the same thing, you know. And I'm gonna tell I'm gonna hot take like this better than the first movie. I do too. Do you know what I, I mean? I do too. That's my hot take, and people lightly love the first movie. Yes. They will swear by the first movie. Yeah. And the first movie is a fine movie. But for some reason, the experimental aspect and the way that they swing on this, you know, even though it doesn't quite hit, like it better than the first movie. Yeah. Don't know why. You know what I would... And you, I don't know why. You know what I would I almost do, but I like? Hmm. I would almost... There's a little part of me that also wants to intercut the first one with the with this and just have one massive movie that's... All of that chronologically kind hmm. of ambiguous. Um, in a way, you could. It kind of ruins the New Year's Eve. But it ruins consistency. To me, of. I'm like, I think that takes away from. I think if you do that, it would take away from. Because, like I said, we know the outcomes of some of these stories. Yeah. So it kind of, I think it would kind of cheapen that a little bit. Yeah. Take a little bit of that away. I don't know. That's just me, though. But anyway, I say watch this movie. You also Definitely. say watch Agreed. this movie. Um, watch a double feature if you want. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, do it. It's going to be on HBO Max, so do it this New Year's Eve. So go ahead. There's a, a New Year's Eve movie that you can watch. Uh, we'll be back in 2021 when hopefully the world is a little less on fire. We Never. don't know that. I can't make any guarantees. No promises. No promises. No promises. <laughs> you are in the masks. Make sure you're doing your due diligence. Wash your hands. Social distance. But also, remember, folks, the sequel is king. <laughs>